Hallelujah. My goodness. Now turn to your neighbor and say, you need to do more of that at home. Gotcha. Come on. Hallelujah. The word of knowledge might already be on me this morning. I don't know. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. Lord, I thank you this morning that you're going to open our eyes to the tricks and the snares of the enemy. That you're going to prepare us for battle so that we can get the victory in every area of our life. I thank you for this. That you are a good God and you're a wonderful father to your children. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody sit. Amen. Now read with me this morning. It says, stand fast. Somebody say, stand fast. Therefore, in the what? The liberty wherewith Christ have made us free. And we know that word liberty means what? Freedom. So let's read that again. Stand fast, therefore, in freedom wherewith Christ has made us what? Free. Who's made you free? Christ. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let me say it one more time. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Go to that first Greek word there, Brother Dave. You put a D on there at the end. But anyways. <laughs> in echo. What does that mean? That is the Greek word for entangled. If you're taking notes, you need to write this down this morning. What does it mean to be entangled? It means to be held, to be entangled, to be ensnared with a dative of a thing that is which one is held captive. You say, what does that mean? How does the enemy entangle us in things? Now, I want you to listen very closely. How does the enemy entangle us in things? This is how he does it. That word right there, dative, means in a grammatical sense, it means that words that are in agreement with each other. So watch this. How does the enemy entangle us? He uses things, whatever your bondage is this morning, whatever your chain is, in other words, whatever you're struggling with, he uses things around you that makes, it, that makes you feel like it's relative to your life. What does that mean? That means he'll try to convince you, watch this, he'll try to convince you that it's a part of you. Listen. He'll try to convince you that what you're struggling with is a part of you. It's not something apart from you, but it's something a part of you. It's something that you can relate to. It's something that you can always go to, especially, watch this, especially if you're going through a hard time. Come on. You see, the Bible says that the Lord is supposed to be our hiding place. But many times, most of us, what we do is when things get hard and tough, we go to our chains and bondage to be our hiding place. Mm, it's quiet. But that's exactly what we do. So Paul here says, he says, listen, you have now been set free from these things. You have now been at a place where you can live in freedom. He said, don't go back to the or their entanglement of bondage. In other words, you've got to make up your mind this morning that that is nothing a part of you. 
You've got to make up your mind this morning that that was something of the past and it's not meant for my future. Come on, somebody. It's not, listen, it ha- I have nothing in common with it. I have nothing in sync with it. So therefore, it does not belong in my life. But you'll see, that's what the enemy tries to tell you. He tries to tell you that you have things in common with it. And many of you this morning, watch this, many of you this morning have said to yourself, well, is it, is it me that wants this? Is it just my personality? Is it just who I am? Or is this something of an outside influence trying to attack me? I'm going to show you this morning. Now, go to the first note. Write this down. The enemy keeps bondage on you by making it relative to you. How many remembers the word that says, There is no temptation that has overtook you, but such is what? Common. How does, it, how does temptation keep overtaking me? Because it's still common to me. Watch this. I'm not treating it like an enemy. I'm not treating it like an enemy. I'm not treating it like a foreign thing. But I keep treating it like it's something a part of me. Oftentimes we say, my struggle, my this, my that. We take it as something that's a part of us. And because it's common to us, what happens? We keep giving in to temptation. So how do I keep from giving in to temptation? How do I keep the enemy from ensnaring me or entangling me back into the thing that I'm struggling with? I have to come to the place. And make up my mind in here this morning that it does not belong in my life. Can somebody say amen in here? That I have to come to a place this morning where I have to realize that I have nothing in common with it. Although the enemy would like to try to tell me that I did, I'm the one that wants this and I'm the one that desires this, but in reality, it's not me, it's the sin that's trying to attack me. Oh, and I'm gonna talk about that here in a second. Go to the next note, Dave. He draws your attention to find your identity where? What's everybody talk about? The weakness. What's everybody focused on? The weakness. When God tells you you can do something, what's the first thing you counteract with? Your weakness. He said, Moses, I want you to go to Egypt, and I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Oh, but Lord, I can't do this, and I can't do that. Come on. That's what we find our identity in. And the reason why, listen, the reason why, and I brought this chain this morning just to help you get a picture. But the reason why, watch this, the reason why... The enemy keeps chains on us, and also because Robin came this morning. The reason why the enemy keeps us in chains and in bondage is because we find identity in it. Oh, my goodness. We find identity and purpose in our weakness. Go to the definition of identity. Got it up there? There we go. Identity is what? It's the characteristics determining this, which is what? Determining what? My individuality. 
myself, selfhood, my personality, my character, my originality, and my distinctiveness. Did you catch all that? People say, well, what's so important about my identity? Everything. Because whatever I find identity in, I find my purpose. I find my personality. Come on. I find my characteristics. I find all of that. And the problem is, if I find my identity in my bondage or what I struggle with, then that means that everything in my life revolves around my chains. Come on. Everything in my life revolves around the bondage that's upon me. And the enemy wants that because as long as you're focused on that, he can keep you there. That's why the law did not work because it gave you a bunch of do's and don'ts. It made you focus on your weaknesses. Are you listening to me? It made you focus on where you're inadequate. It made you focus on where you didn't measure up. And because you kept focusing on it, you kept living up to it. So we find identity in our chains. It's just like, now, everybody, who's, who's ever had a puppy? Come on. Yeah, just about everybody in here this morning. Now, watch. Now, but while that puppy was small, what did you do? You kept it on a chain. You kept it on a chain. Why? Because you wanted to try to convince it that it couldn't go past this chain. You wanted to try to convince it that it could only go as far as the chain would let it. And because you'd done it while it was weak and you kept convincing it, when it got older, watch this, it didn't try to break free anymore. Why did it quit breaking free? Because it found identity in where it was. You say, what are you saying in here this morning? Some of you in here this morning have quit trying. Some of you in here this morning have quit fighting. Come on. You've listened. You've come to the place where you say, you know what? I'm never going to get past my struggles. I'm never going to get past these chains right here because they've been on me for so long. I don't see no way or a life outside of my chains. So therefore, you just let the enemy keep wrapping around you and around you until you're at a place where you can't break free anymore. But I've been sent by the Lord. God has raised up a man like me that says you don't have to live that way anymore. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Give God some pray you are not your chains Woo, turn to your neighbor and say you are not your chains I know the enemy would love this morning for me to tell you that you know you're just going to struggle all the days of your life and, and, God, and, and life's just going to be hard and there's nothing you can do about it but the devil is a liar Woo, come on you see what would I do I would try to convince you, watch this, I would try to convince you that you are not stronger than the chains. If you were stronger than me, now let's just use Crockett for an example. If Crockett was stronger than me, and he was coming after me, you know, this is definitely hypothetical. (laughs) And if he was coming after me, You know what I would do? 
I would try to convince him that he don't want to do that. I would try to convince, watch this, I would try to convince him that he's weaker than me. Some of you are saying, yeah, amen, yeah, that's right. But, but you know, the enemy does the same thing to you. Oh, you know, you know, you just can't do this. You just can't. Oh, hold on, wait just a minute. Jesus said that he had given me power over all the works of the enemy. The, the, listen, Jesus said that he had took the keys from the enemy. He had took the power of death from the enemy. So therefore, who did he give it unto? Somebody say me. He gave it to me. So while the enemy is trying to convince you that you're weak and that you're always going to struggle and you're never going to get out of these chains this morning, I want you to stop and think for a minute that maybe he's just trying to convince you of that because he doesn't want you to realize that you're stronger than he is. Are you listening to me? He doesn't want you to realize that greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world. Somebody say that's me. And so therefore, he tries to convince you that you're weak. Every day you wake up, you notice the enemy doesn't tell you how strong you are. Come on. He don't tell you how strong you are. He tries to tell you how weak you are. He, now he tries to tell you, oh, you need this and you need that to be happy. Oh, you need this chain over here so you can have a little peace. Oh, you need this over here so you can get a good night's sleep. That devil is a lie. It's time that we quit biting into and taking in the lie and the deception of the enemy that we have to live with chains, that we can't go past our bondage, and we can't go past our chains and what's restricting us. Because God has already said that by the blood of Jesus, we now live in freedom. Somebody say, no more chains, no more shackles, no more bondage in here this morning. I'm here to set you free. In the name of Jesus, that you can be free from the disease, free from the cancer, free from everything the enemy throws at you. Because God has enabled you to do so. Hallelujah. Mm. Go to the last note. Or the, go to where the enemy needs to plant. Write this down. It is only needed by the enemy to plant a seed. I'm going to say it one more time. It is only needed by the enemy to plant a seed just as God does in us to produce more and more things in our life. You say, what are you saying? The only thing the enemy has to do, and I want you to listen very closely. The only thing the enemy has to do is plant a seed in you. What kind of seed? A seed that tries to get you to find identity in your chains. Because watch this, watch. If you think that this is you, and I want everybody to see this. If you think that this is you, you're not going to try to break free from it. Why? Because you say, it's me. I'm the problem. It's just my personality. 
oh, it's just my character. Oh, it's just this and it's just that. You see, what you're doing is you're trying to find identity in your bondage. Oh, it's just who I am. And by doing that, the enemy plants a seed. Just as God, watch this, God plants a seed in you. And what do you do? You get stronger in him. You find purpose in him. You begin to let him work on your personality. You begin to let him work on your character. You see, so more and more things come forth. It's the same thing with the enemy. If you find purpose in your bondage that he's put you in, then you're going to find your personality there. You're going to find your character there. Come on. You're going to find your purpose there. This is good. So, what is it that we need to do? Go to the next note, Dave. As long as bondage is your identity, then you will always be a slave to it. As long as you can keep convincing that animal that it can't break free, it's not going to try. It's not going to put up a fight. See, some of you are not putting up a fight because the enemy has convinced you you can't get past it. Oh, you know you can't go a day without doing this. Why? Because it's a part of you. <laughs> go to John real quick. John eight thirty four. John 8, 34. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that whosoever committeth sin is what? A servant to sin. In the Greek, it means practicing. Go to the Greek word for practicing, Dave. Write this down. It's poio. And it means to what? To make, to manufacture, and to construct. I told you a minute ago that all the enemy has to do is plant a seed. What do I mean by that? See, Jesus said, if you practice sin, then it means you're a slave to it. So what's the enemy do? He places a seed in you, and then he allows your character and your personality, come on, your mindset to take over and finish the job. What am I saying? A lot of times, the people give far too much credit to the enemy. Sometimes... It's because of the effects of your bondage that's upon your life. You say, what do you mean? See, when you're in bondage to something for so long, it becomes your mindset. The enemy don't even have to try to come and tempt you. Are you listening to me now? The enemy doesn't have to try to come and tempt you, but you just do it upon your own. Why? Because now you're at a place where you're making it, you're manufacturing it, and you're constructing it. Just as now, watch this. It's the same thing as this. God didn't have to tell me this morning to go to church. It was my mindset. Why? Because of a seed that God had planted in me some time ago. But it didn't make no difference. Because I have now allowed it 
to be my personality, my purpose, and so now I do things on my own. I construct things and I manufacture things on my own in God. God doesn't have to tell me to go and pray. I go and do it on my own, and I manufacture it, and what happens? God begins to move. God begins to stir. It's the same thing with our bondage. So we've got to understand this morning that it's more than just the enemy doing this and doing that. It's a part of listening and understanding that now we've tried to find identity in my chains and in my bondage. And so therefore, a lot of times the enemy don't have to tell you to do something. But you do it anyways. That's why I'm talking about back to that seed. See, you're practicing it. See, when you do something for so long, I think they said, I think they did a study and said you have to do something for 21 days, right? And then it becomes a habit. Now, once it becomes a habit, does the enemy have to keep coming and try to entice you? No. It has now become a habit. So therefore, what has to be worked on? My identity. Your identity has to be worked on. Now you need to go to the roots of your personality, the roots of your character, the roots of your nature, and say, God, I need you to work on these areas in me. I need you to change my mindset. Come on. I need you to change my personality. I need you to change the way I think and how I do things. Because I don't want to be a practicer of that. I don't know about you this morning, but I want to be a practicer of the things of God. Hey, 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 come on. If the, listen, if God has to tell me to do something all the time, there's an issue. Come on, somebody. I should be manufacturing these things. I should be wanting to do these things. Are you listening to me? So now we've got to trade these things. It's like I've told you times before. The problem, the reason why people keep struggling with strongholds is not the fact that they don't clear them out, but watch this. They don't put something back in their place. Did y'all hear what I just said? You clean the house, but you don't put other types of furniture in. You say, when I, when I was in sin, I used to do this and do that. Okay, well, what godly have you put in its place? Well, nothing. That's why you keep going back to it. Somebody say, mm-hmm. So as long as my bondage is my identity, I'll always be a slave to it. Go to Romans 7, 14. Now, this is an awesome passage right here. Romans 7, 14. Read with me here. It says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I don't want to do, and I consent unto the law that it is good. So in other words, if there's a part of me that even while I'm dealing with this bondage, there's a part of me that does not want this, but wants to do God's will and wants to do His purpose, then it shows that God's law is good. Now then, 
It is no more I that do it. Let me say it one more time because some of y'all need to get this. It is no longer that I am the one doing it. But what? The sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is concerning my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. To want to do good is present with me. But how to perform it, that which is good, I, I can't find that. For the good that I would do, I don't do it. But the evil which I don't want to do, I do. Now, if I do that which I don't want to do, it is no more I that does it, but the sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, concerning the real me. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. Did everybody understand what that said? Because it's talking about every one of us. You see, Paul talks about an inward struggle that you and I face every single day. See, there's a choice that you have. Go to the first note. I want you to write this down. There's a war for your identity. And you, somebody say me, have to decide who's right. My God, I can stop right there. So listen to what I'm saying in here this morning. There is a war to get your purpose, to get your will. There's a war going on between God and the enemy for what? For you. And you have to decide this morning. You have to decide. Is God your identity? Does He have your purpose? Does He have the reason why you're here? Does He have your peace and your joy? Does He have your contentment and satisfaction? Or does this? Oh, man. See, this is what Paul's talking about. Paul said there's a war going on in me. He says, I don't want this. Are you hearing me in here this morning? See, so many times we cast judgment on people and we say they don't want to be here. They don't want to be set free. They don't want to be delivered. They don't want to be free from their bondage. But in reality, they do. And Paul said, I want this. I want free from these chains. I want free from this bondage. He said, but when it comes to figuring out how I do it, he said, I don't figure it out. So you see there's people out there today and maybe in this church in here this morning that want free from this. They don't want to have identity in this because they understand that they have a God that loves them and wants a better life for them. But they can't figure out how to get past this because the enemy has convinced them and maybe convinced you in here this morning that this is you. Oh my goodness. That this is you. 
And Paul said, Paul said, the real me, he said, it's not me that wants this. And see, I've come this morning to let some people know that it's not you that wants this. You see, the enemy has tried to come to you and say, Jessica, you're the one that wants this. You're struggling because you want this. You're struggling. You're barely making it by because this is a part of you. You're, you're not able to be who God's called you to be. You're not able to measure up to, to people's satisfaction because of who you are. It's just who you are. It's just who you are. It's just who you are. But Paul said right here, and I'm so glad that he said it. He said, it's not me. It's not. Turn, say it to yourself in here this morning. Say, it's not me. I'm not the one that wants these chains. I'm not the one that wants this bondage. But the real one inside of me wants to serve God. Come on. He wants to serve God. He wants to do the will of God. And he wants to be free. So I've come to take the blinders off of you in here this morning. And the next time the enemy tells you this, you need to realize and understand, wait just a minute. I'm not the one that wants this. So now I'm a pastor knowing that people want to be free. People want to be delivered. And they don't know how. But that's why God has raised men up like me and other people that's going to tell you how to get free. He said, watch what he said. He said, I thank God through Christ. I Listen. If you read this passage right here, Paul says, oh, what a miserable man I am because I'm tossed to and fro. Part of me wants to do the will of God, and there's another thing working inside of me that's always trying to fight me on it. Come on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you stand up for God, and when you take a stand, that's when the enemy starts fighting you, and he starts trying to put the bondage on you and says, wait just a minute, this is you, this is you, this is you, and he keeps doing it over and over and over. And Paul said, this fight in me makes me a wretched man. He said, how can I be delivered from this? And then he says, I'll tell you how. Through Jesus Christ. Why is it through Christ? Because in Him I find my identity. My real identity. In Him I find real purpose. You see, I thank God. Come on up here, Crockett. I'm going to show you all something this morning. Put these chains on. You look good with chains. You could be in a rap video. I thank God that God came along. Now, if this don't make you shout, then you're not saved. I thank God that he didn't pass by me looking at my chains and says, no, I can't use it. (laughs) Y'all didn't get it. I said, I thank God. While other people looked at me and said, no, he'll never amount to anything. When other people looked at me and said, no, 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 he's not fit for it. Uh -uh. God was looking at me. He went by me like this, and he said, oh, that's somebody I can work on. That's somebody I can shape and I can mold. Y'all better give him some praise in here this morning because he did the same thing to you. He did not, look, he did not judge you by your chains, but he judged you by your heart. And here's the best part. He's still working on me. 
I still got things I got to work on. That was y'all's time to say amen. We're going to get the pastor now, amen. I still got things I got to work on. I still got things that in me that's not like God. Y'all better talk to me. You see... Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. You see, that's what's wrong with the church is the church can't be real anymore. But we want to come in here with our Sunday best and act like we don't have no struggles. We don't have nothing we deal with. And then we snub our nose up at everybody else. But I've been sent by God to tell you this morning that God is still working on me. He's still shaping me. He's still molding me. And while you might want to give up on me, God still is working on me. Hey, 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 he's still working on me. And he's not changed his mind about me. Ooh, Jesus. And he's not changed his mind about you either. Because you see why? I'll tell you why. He didn't call you when you had it all together. Some of y'all ain't getting it. He didn't call you when you didn't have none of these. He didn't call you when you were in your Sunday best. Uh-uh. He didn't call you when you had your life all together. No, no, no. He called you. He drawed you out when you were a hot mess. Are you listening to me? He drawed you when you had your life crumbled in pieces. He called you when you were absolutely shattered and broken. And he said, you are the one I want. So I found purpose in Christ. I had a God that come by me. And the Bible says you didn't pick him, he chose you. We love him because he, what? First loved us, my God. You see, I had a God that came near me. That says you you don't have to live this way. Oh, my shala Baha'i. I had a God that come to me and said, this isn't you. Come on. When you were beat down. It's like me and Crockett was talking about at men's meeting the other night. You didn't come to God because you had millions of dollars in the bank. You had, you had, things were so bright, you had shades. You didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I'll try God now. You didn't do that, but you came broken, right? You came shattered. You came when your life was in a mess. You see, so you can thank God for your brokenness. You can thank God for it because it caused you to come to Him. It caused you to turn to Him. I'm so thankful. I can't tell you how thankful I am that God has given me the honor and the privilege to know Him. To know that I don't have to live with sickness upon my life. I don't have to live broke, wondering how in the world I'm going to pay my bills. I don't have to live wondering if I can make it through the day without giving in to temptation. You see, again, that's what's wrong with the church. The body acts like they don't struggle with anything. So newcomers come in and say, how in the world can I make it? Let me clear this up for you. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. 
Are y'all listening to me? I'm not a sinner saved by grace. Somebody say, I'm not a sinner. I'm a child of God that's empowered by grace. Hey, 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 what does that mean? Let me tell you what that means in here this morning. That means the greater the call on your life, the more the enemy's going to try to fight you. But, somebody say, but. But God bestows more grace to carry out the objective in your life. He bestows more grace. Grace does not empower me to sin, but grace empowers me toward the will of God. So what's that mean? That means when I mess up sometimes, there's more grace. When I fall on my oh my God. When I fall on my face, there's more grace. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a work in progress. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, that Paul said in Philippians, he's not arrived yet. Because if he hadn't arrived, then you hadn't either. Everybody smile at me. You've not arrived yet. I've not arrived yet. So that means there's some things that God still has to work on in me. Are you listening to me? Oh, but he's still working on me. Holy, holy. So you have to decide this morning. There's a war going on. Every day you wake up, there's a war going on. For you trying to find purpose in your chains or purpose in your God. What I'm asking you right now is which one you're going to find purpose in. You want me to get deeper? I feel this of the Holy Ghost. You want me to get deeper? Are you going to find purpose in the bottle? Or are you going to find purpose in your God? Come on. That's what we have to decide this morning. Because God said, you don't have to stay on the leash. You don't have to stay bound down. Which one will you decide? Go to the next note. <clears throat> the one you consider right is the one you quit fighting. Gosh almighty. Let me drop the mic on that. Write this down if you're taking notes. Whichever one you consider right is the one you quit fighting. If you think the only way you're going to be happy is if you take a drug or take a pill or drink some alcohol, is that, if that's the only way you're going to feel happy, then you're not going to fight it. Oh, if you think the only way you're going to enjoy life is if you lust after another person, then you're not going to fight it. Oh, it's, it's just who I am. Come on. Oh, it's just who I am. Whichever one you consider right is the one you will stop fighting. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, who I considered right. I chose to believe what God said about me. Hey, 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 I chose to believe what God said about me. So you know what that means? That doesn't mean I don't struggle. That doesn't mean that the, cha- that, God, that the enemy doesn't come to me and say, hey, won't you put these chains on? Come on, won't you put these chains on? He comes to me on that. But you know what I do? I fight it. 
Why? Because I consider God right. I believe Romans says it like this. He said, "If God, let God be true and every man a liar. Will you choose to believe what God said about you this morning? Or will you choose to believe what the enemy says you are? Think about it like this, ladies and gentlemen. Who knows you better than the one that created you? How many times do we look to our kids and say, Mama knows you. Daddy knows you. Huh? Well, how about the one that created you? And most importantly, that knows all things. Oh, my. You see, that's why the enemy tries to keep, he's trying to keep convincing you that you are your bondage. Because if he does, watch this, you'll quit fighting. He'll throw things like what? Go to the last note, Dave. Here's what he'll throw at you. Darts of guilt, shame, condemnation. And what does that do? That keeps you under the chains. Y'all have heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. It is not the so much the sin that's the damage. It's the guilt that comes after. Somebody talk to me. It's the condemnation that comes after. You see, and that's why I was talking to a brother the other day. That's the power of sin is it blinds you from that until it happens. It blinds you from the consequences. It blinds you from the things, the repercussions. It blinds you from all that until it happens. And then the, the, the enemy's ultimate game plan for you is guilt, shame, and condemnation. Why? Because, you see, if I'm guilty for taking a stand for God... And then falling on my face. Y'all ain't never done that, have you? I bet y'all have never said, God, I'm not going to struggle again. And then you've done it. I'm real. So you know what happens? Because of the guilt and the shame, we keep this chain on us. And say, there's no point in me trying to fight this. There's no point in me trying to break free. Because I'll just blow it again. Are y'all beginning to see how the enemy works in your life? Oh, what's the use in going? Because I'll just mess up again. <laughs> My God. Go to Galatians 5.1 one more time. Go to Galatians 5.1. This is the first scripture I read to you. It said, stand fast therefore in the what? Liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. In the Greek it says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. I love that. You want to know why I love that? Because it tells me my identity right there. So it says, in other words, because 
Christ wanted us free. He freed us. Do you know what that tells me? Go to the first note. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Why? Because that's who we are. Give him praise for that this morning. That is who you are. When the enemy says you're your struggle, you're your chain. No, that's not who I am. I am free. I am a child of God. It is God's purpose for my life to be free. And so much there that he died to do it. He wanted you free so much he went to the cross so you could. Let that sink in. When you don't think God will help you and you don't think God will deliver you, if you don't think God doesn't understand the pain that you have and and the things you're dealing with, He said, I died to win freedom for you. Why? Because that's why I created you is to be free. My God. That right there will set you free. He created me. Ladies and gentlemen, if he created me to be free, I've got to fight. I've got to take a stand. Go to the next note. You need to write this down on your notes to remind yourself from time to time. You are not, somebody say not. The bondage and chains that's upon you. So what? So fight. Fight this morning. If you understand now by this message that you are not your chains. That this is not you. That the things that you struggle with and you deal with, that it's not you. But it's a work of the enemy trying to overtake you. Then why don't you fight this morning? Take a stand. Come on, somebody. It's time you wake up. It's time you fight. It's time you take your peace back. It's time you take your joy back. It's time you take your health back and your prosperity back. Come on, somebody. It's time you take back everything the enemy has stole from you. Because he's convinced you that you're weak. My goodness. Why do I keep fighting? Why do I keep fighting? I keep fighting because I know it's not me. Because I know it's not God's plan for my life. You say, brother, I'm struggling this morning. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Okay, I understand that. But you got to keep fighting. My God, come on somebody. You've got to keep fighting. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep going. I've got aches and pains in my body. I understand that this morning. But you've got to keep fighting. You can't give in. You can't quit now. Because you've come too far. And you've got to understand something. Go to the next note. You've got to understand this. You're only a failure if you refuse to get back up. Did you hear what I said? I said you are only a failure. The enemy says, oh, you found your face. You failed God. You let him down. No, I only let God down when I refuse to get back up and go again. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. You are not a failure if you keep going. Because you know what's going to happen? Go to the next note. 
I want you to remember this. The enemy will come to the point where he's tired of seeing you get back up. My God, my God, my God. Y'all better give him some praise this morning. I said you're going to come to the point where the enemy's going to get tired of seeing you get back up time and time again. That's why you can't quit in here this morning. I've been sent by the Lord to tell you, don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. Don't you just give up and say, well, you know what? This is just who I am. It is not who you are. It is who God says you are. And keep getting back up and going again. Because I tell you something in here. God knew you was going to fall on your face from time to time. He knew you were going to make mistakes. And he still says, I want you. Why? Because he sees your heart. He sees your heart. He knows the real you doesn't want this. And so you know what? Let me tell you something. If you don't give up on yourself, God's not going to give up on you either. Give Him praise this morning. God's not going to give up on you. I'm telling you. There's been times in my life where I said, God, there's no use. There's no point in me going on. But God would say, keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. And you know, I realize now and I see why he was doing it. Because he's seen something inside of me that I had not seen yet. Are you listening to me? You see, there's something inside of you that you have not seen yet. That's why you think you're not worthy of it. That's why you think that you're not measuring up to it. Because you've not seen it yet. But you just hold on just a little while longer. You keep walking with God. Because God is going to reveal to you the value that he is seen all along in you. Y'all better give him praise in here this morning. Hey, hey, he's placed value in you. You are so valuable that it took God himself to die for you. An angel couldn't meet the price. A heavenly creature couldn't meet the price. All the silver and gold couldn't meet the price. So God said, I've got to send myself. I've got to send my son to die for them. And you think that this is all you are? You know better than that. Somebody come on up to the piano. You know better than that. You see, I find out that people keep running back to this because they find no value in their self. Because you've had people tell you all your life you're nothing. Come on. You've had situations and circumstances blow up in your face. And the enemy whispers, well, if God really loved you, Come on. If God really loved you, and so you see no value in yourself. How many remembers the woman that committed adultery? And the Pharisees were ready just to punish. 
Because by law, that's what you were supposed to do. And you know what Jesus did? He showed her value. He didn't condone her. Somebody talk to me. People don't finish the story. He said, go and sin no more. But you know why he said that? Because he was telling her, this is not who you are. Give me the chain. This isn't you. Come on. This isn't you. And he showed her value. And you know, I dare believe in here this morning that she went and done it no more. You see, that's all it took for me was a God to show me value in me. Go to Psalms 119 and I'm going to close. He said, I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts. Go to the no, Dave. I want you to declare this morning that I will walk in freedom because I know what God said about me. You see, that's what the psalmist was saying. He said, I'm going to walk in freedom because I know what your word says. You see, that's why I thank God for the word in here this morning. Because you know what? It showed me a better life that a lot of times I couldn't find in church. Come on. It showed me a better way. It showed me a hope and a future. Why? Because it showed me what God said about himself. And you know what else? Do you know why this word is written to you? It's to remind you who you really are. You say, brother, how do I get free this morning? The Bible says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Through the word. You keep getting that word in you. You keep getting it in you. And you keep getting it in you. And before you know it, them chains are going to get less and less and less in your life. See, so many people think that it's just an overnight process. There are some things in you that are one step at a time. Are you hearing me? And God, as a father, faithfully walks with you day after day after day. It's like he told me one time before. He said, every day you wake up, you get a little stronger. And a little stronger. And a little bit more. And a little bit more. So I'm here to tell you this morning that when you get in the Word, you begin to see who you really are. I don't, I'm not talking about what so-and-so said. I'm talking about what the Word said. And you start realizing, the Bible says the Word is our mirror. The mirror will show you what's really there. Come on. You wake up in the morning, you see what's really there. You know what I love about the Word? It's real. It don't twist itself to meet my need. <laughs> Come on. It, it doesn't contradict itself. It doesn't change with the culture or with the times. 
it's just real. It means what it says and says what it means. There's no sugarcoating. But ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's going to take. And let me tell you something here this morning. As a pastor, as a man of God, I will fight for you. I will fight for you. Some of you brothers know what I'm talking about, Crockett, Steve. I will fight for you. Why? Because I see the real you inside of you. Come on, somebody. If the only way we can stick by somebody is they never fall on their face, then you wasn't with them to begin with. Y'all better give God praise for that. But I will fight for you as long as you fight for yourself. But if you start talking about giving up, I'm not going to join your pity party. Uh-uh. I say you're going to have to get it together. Let's go. Let's go again. Let's keep going. You want to know why? Because behind closed doors, I got a God who does the same thing for me. Did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch that? I got a God that never gave up on me. So I'm not about to give up on y'all. My Jesus. It's like God said the other day. He said, there were a lot of people that thought you were going down for the last count. He said, but you just keep going up and up and up and up. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what God will do. But you got to refuse this morning. You got to refuse to get identity in this. You got to make up your mind who's right and who's wrong. Because whoever's right in your life, you're going to quit fighting it. Ladies and gentlemen, I quit fighting the will of God. I don't fight it. God says, Do this. Yes, Lord. You got it. But if the enemy says, Who's it? No. That's not who I am. Like I said, bad thoughts come in your life. Nope. Those are not my thoughts. My thoughts are lovely, pure, just, of good report, praise, virtuous. Those are my thoughts. Come on, somebody, talk to me. Stand to your feet this morning.